I absolutely despise the Cleveland Browns right now. This team is soft. This team is undisciplined. This team gets in their own way. And it is... It's ridiculous at this point. Absolutely ridiculous. Yet another game where our beloved Cleveland Browns have... What is it? Defeat... Or no... Yeah, defeat <laughs> nabbed from the from the jaws of victory. I mean, it is just getting ridiculous at this point. The Cleveland Browns lost against the LA Chargers. What was it? 30 to 28. And hello to everyone who who just checked this out. I know it's been a long long time, especially a post Browns game reaction. Um, actually, it's been almost a year. Uh, the The Halloween game against Pittsburgh is the last, uh, you know, instant reaction type of a thing or type of a podcast uh, I've posted. But I had to, man. I, I I'm gonna be honest. I basically did not want to record podcasts about the Browns anymore. I was just tired of them. Especially last year, after that Steeler game, I was tired of them, you know, just down the stretch, just did not want to talk about them. The whole Deshaun Watson thing, it was just annoying, and stuff like that, and then, you know, you, you get into the season, you get a little excited, and whatnot, and you think, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll start back up. But I was like, you know what, just not really feeling it. But man, after this game... I just, uh, there's just so many things that I wanted to say, so I might as well, so I thought, might as well just hit record, and, and let's just see what happens. Um, but yeah, like I said, this team, I, I, I loathe this, this team. They're soft, and that goes, ba I mean, you look at your star players, just absolutely soft. You know, you had, what, the, the home opener where you get booed off the field because you you lose in such a horrific fashion that that's happened once in 20 years and of course the other the, the other time it happened was with us you're you're up you know 13 points or whatever with less than 2 minutes to go and you lose that game and you have players on the team basically crying crying that Oh, fans are, uh, I hope they, they're still rocking with us, you know. Um, you know, oh, the, you know, the boo. It's like, you, you just did something so, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a one in, what was it, 3,000 games that ended like that, th that's happened. Something so historically awful. And that's been the theme with this Browns team. That's been the theme of, you know, if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, just historically awfulness. I don't even know if that's even a word. But just just continuing to affect this franchise. You lose to Atlanta, a game in which Marcus Mariota completes seven of seven passes in the entire game. Seven, and you lose that game. And then you have a game like today, Sunday, the the ninth against the Chargers, where you know it's it's back and forth, but you're going up against the worst rushing team in the NFL, and you allow them to run all over the field for. I believe the total was 238 yards. Austin Eckler. I mean, nobody really even has even heard of him all year. And he goes for over 170 yards on the ground, I believe. A couple touchdowns. I mean, it was just, it was a solved performance. You know, you had, oh, we have Miles Garrett back. We have Jadavion Clowney back. And yet still, they're just getting gashed right up the middle. I mean, it is just pathetic. Linebacker is not in the right spot. Missed tackles galore. 
it, they're they're just a soft team. They're a soft team, and it starts with, you know, it starts with your leadership with your players. You know, Miles Garrett setting the tone back in that Jets game, and then basically saying because the was it Staley the the head coach went for it on fourth and two. Well, we take that personally. What? Why don't you go make a play, dude? Why don't you go make a play? God, it's it's so frustrating. And I'm so angry. And I'm so tired of just finding... Just finding different ways to lose games. Different ways to lose games all the time. You draft a kicker in the fourth round. And he misses... Two field goals, a four was it a forty-five yarder and a fifty-four yarder. If he makes one of those, you're you're in position to at least if he makes a forty-five yarder, you're in position to you know take the lead or you're up at that point. You know maybe things change, but you know based on the score and how it ended, you're up you're up one at that point. And if you hit the fifty-four yarder, well. You obviously win that game. But again, who knows? Because the Chargers had a timeout left and at that point, like 11 seconds. So, you you know, you never know with the Browns. Um, God, it's it's just so frustrating. You have a, a quarterback, a backup quarterback. I mean, that's what Jacoby is. He's a backup quarterback. That's okay. Um, but you have him. You've kind of made your bet saying he's going to be our starter for the 11 games until Deshaun Watson comes back. Uh, just hope you know. Hopefully, he keeps us afloat. Hopefully, he he doesn't. He just he does enough to win you games based on the talent you have on your team. When you have a Nick Chubb, when you have a Amari Cooper and a David Njoku, all three of those guys are very high priced players, and so far so good with those three. I know Njoku had the drop in the um the fumble last week against Atlanta, but overall Cooper's been good. I mean, Nick Chubb has been amazing, and I mean, I, there's really, you know, there, there's a handful of players where I say this team is soft. Uh, Nick Chubb is not part of that at all. Nick Chubb's not part of that. I don't think Amari Cooper is part of that. Um, and for the most part, I don't think, like, the offensive line has been part of that because I think they've done a pretty good job uh, so far. Mostly my rants about them being soft is, is about the defense, and being undisciplined is on the defense. Um... Yeah, again, it's just it's just ridiculous at this point. It is absolutely ridiculous that we are sitting here and we were we were told and you know, it just sounds like stupid propaganda at this point. But oh, you know, you're one of Joe Woods. Hey, he you know, he's got to use his multiple safety looks. He he brings all these, you know, the the pressure he he's got all these you know these looks with um like I said the three safeties, you know Miles Garrett, you know he had uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb in um, in Denver when he was a defensive coordinator, you know he worked with the passing games with the Forty ers uh, he was like their DB their DB coach slash passing game coordinator when they went to the Super Bowl, you know th- this guy he he knows what he's doing, Joe Woods knows what he's doing. And oh, okay. In twenty twenty, you had some injuries. You know, overall the the team wasn't that great, and it's a multi year plan in order to to get this team to where it wants to go. Even though they were historically awful, and again, this is the theme, and you know the the theme of this rant. Um, this team was historically awful in twenty twenty, getting off the field on fourth down. I believe again. I when I counted throughout the games in the postseason, I believe the Browns were the Browns' opponents were twenty six of thirty one, or it was like twenty seven of thirty two. It was one of those. Like there was like a six, um, there was like a six difference. Whether it was like twenty four and thirty, but I'm pretty sure it was either twenty five and thirty one or or twenty six and thirty two. It was it was one of those. Um, the the. <clears throat> that was opposing teams, you know, conversion rate against the Browns on fourth down. They couldn't get off the field. And I said, back then, all the way in 20, yeah, 2021 at that point, um, in January, 
I said, there's, in my opinion, I didn't see enough just good things with Joe Woods to bring him back. This team was, like, they, they just couldn't get off the field. And they really didn't force a lot of turnovers either. Well, 2021 comes around, the first half of the year, the same issues. They can't get off the field. I mean, you... They basically no-showed a few games like the Cardinals. You're having, you know, communication breakdowns. And you have the game against the Chargers that was literally a year ago, almost to the day, where, you know, you, you give up 500, you know, close to 500 yards of offense. You know, Justin Herbert throws it all over the field. The Browns' offense literally plays perfect. No turnovers. No turnovers. No um, yeah, no turnovers, was it over 500 yards, over 40 points, and you lose that game. Something that, like, no other team has ever done. But hey, you know, after, was it the bye week, they force, what, four or five turnovers from Lamar Jackson, and there's a handful of games where, you know, like the Chicago game, where they had, like, a net yardage of, like, 70, 80 yards that game. Which, in reality, is the it's the reason why that team last year was ranked top five in total defense and passing yards and stuff like that. Because, it, I mean, it's just simple math. When you have a game where you're that dominant, where you sack Justin Fields, a rookie quarterback, make, I believe it was making his first start at that point, um, you know, all those things happen, and then you put... You know, normally when you give up, just on average, just to say it's 250 yards. And I'm not saying like that, but like just say like 250 on average passing yards, whatever it was. And then you have a, a very small number, like 50 yards. And it was even worse because I think, I believe the Browns had more, you know, because like sacks, sacks end up being losses on total passing yardage for, like, for your team. So, because of that, like, I believe that, like, the net yardage was, like, 11 or something insane like that. Um, it, I mean, it's just... And just because you have that number, it just decreases everything else and it inflates how good you actually were. When we all kind of seen this team, again, just couldn't get off the field on on third and fourth down last year. Whether it, like I said, the Cardinals game, you you have the, the Cincinnati game where you play lights out, you have the pick six, and you completely just dominate jo, uh, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, you know, the team that ended up representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And then you have, I believe it was the next week against New England, where I believe... If I rem again, this is just all based on memory right now because I'm just ranting. I believe New England converted all but one third down. I just, <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's just baffling that oh, because we we had a good game against Lamar. We go and I'm trying to I'm trying to remember the schedule from last year. I should have pulled it up, but you have again you had you had back to back. Baltimore games. Um, you also had the game against the Raiders where, again, on paper you played well, but you had the lead. You had the lead. You just had to prevent them from kicking a field goal, and you pissed down your leg with that. They played well against Green Bay, but, they, again, they couldn't get a stop. And we all kind of just went, you know what? This team, the issue was the quarterback. And it was. Quarterback play was below average. And you're seeing what the former quarterback is playing like right now in Carolina. Literally the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, it is, um, it's something, man. It's something. So then you, so then you run it back with, hey, we had a top five defense last year. We brought back the basically the, the same team defensively. We added some rookies that we're really high on. I think somebody like Martin Emerson is going to be really good. And I think Alex Wright could be pretty pretty good too. 
And they've, again, just shit down their leg like the Browns have always done. <laughs> Joe Woods has seemed to have gotten worse and worse. I mean, the, the theme song for this 2022 Cleveland Browns is Communication Breakdown by Led Zeppelin. I mean, it is... <laughs> you had the Carolina game where that almost cost you. And you get bailed out by your rookie kicker in his first game, hitting a 58-yarder. Obviously, the Jets game is the Jets game, where it's mean that you just, again, everybody just shits down there. Like, you're, you're up two scores on the opposite side of the two-minute warning. The Jets have no timeouts. The one thing you have to do is not give up a big play. Especially when that's what happened. That's literally what happened the last game you just played. Do not give up the big play. Oh, we're gonna we we got the it was just like a miscommunication. We had we we we're we're down pat. We're good. We're good. Cause cause they dominated Baker Mayfield and 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 uh the Carolina Panthers in week one. But what happens? Corey Davis wide open. Joe Flacco. It's like oh my god, I can't believe he was that wide open. You 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 can't get the onside kickback. And then once they didn't get the onside kick, it was like well Joe Flacco's just gonna. Dink and dunk all the way up and all the way up the field, and you know you're just really you're just hoping that there's a offensive holding where it, it sets them back, you know times running maybe, and that's a holding call. And next thing you know, um, you know there's a ten second runoff, and they have one less play to 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 gain yard. And again, third and long, boom. Joe Flacco just being the the vet that he is, the you know sitting in the pocket, no pressure. Again, theme of this entire team right now. Just dodge it, boom. Game over. And really, that that Pittsburgh game, if it on the play that I believe Anthony Walker got hurt on, you know they were going and they called a weird illegal man downfield on that play where they should have just called that late hit because I mean. I mean, Walker's already hurt on the ground, and the offensive lineman just just jumps on him ridiculously. But they called an illegal man down the field. But on that play, it was like a 40-yard game. Gain. Game. Gain. And, uh, you know, and I believe they were losing at halftime, If I again, if I remember correctly. You know, it, and then you have last week, you know, you, you're, you're with them. Jadavian Clowney because he got hurt against the Jets again forcing a fumble in the red zone which was huge because again nobody they nobody was stopping Joe Flacco I guess in the year 2022 Joe Flacco just dinking and dunking all the way up the field I, I just <laughs> and then Miles Garrett obviously has his car accident where you know he ends up missing that game against the Falcons I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just funny to laugh because you know you're you 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 play well in the second and third quarter. I believe the Falcons had like eleven total yards in the second and third quarter of that game. But what happens? What happens? The Falcons are like, well, we can't throw the ball, so we're gonna run it thirteen, fourteen straight times, all the way. Up the field for a touchdown. It was like a... If I remember correctly, it was like a 90-yard touchdown drive. Again, another theme of Joe Woods and his defense. Giving up these giant touchdown drives. When you need a stop. It, it is just... It's just so baffling to me. It is baffling. And you have today. You have today. Chargers go 98 yards on their touchdown drive. The worst rushing team in the NFL rushes for close to 240 yards and two or three touchdowns. What? Like, you're, you're joking. You're joking. Yeah, Justin Herbert was awesome. I don't think he was hit once. I don't think he was... I think technically he had once... There was He was sacked once because he rolled out... And he and he walked out of bounds, um, behind the line of scrimmage, and it was like a loss of one. And I think it was like Jacob Phillips who was the closest guy near it. So 
I believe he was credited with a sack. Just getting the ball out quickly. They were dumping it off to Eckler. And he was making everybody miss. Because nobody wanted to tackle him. Mike Williams just sunned almost everyone on the Browns. Except Martin, Bart, uh, Martin Everson on that last drive. And I know it's been 20 minutes into this podcast. Because I can see the time as I'm recording. Um, but I think this is where I start kind of, you know, talking about the, the, the concerning things about Kevin Stefanski. And first off, I'll, I'll say this. I think he's a, he's a great play caller. Um, when he's cooking, man, he is cooking. And I don't want him to give up play calling. I don't. I see, I see what he did with Baker Mayfield. I see what he's doing with Jacoby Brissett, and I go, man, if this guy can, has has a better quality of quarterback, in Deshaun Watson, that you, I mean, you obviously have, so you're not like seeking it, but you're just waiting for him to come back, right? Um, that he could really scheme up and and cook up, and honestly, the a lot of probably like a lot of the red zone issues will probably get cleaned up a lot more. Um, because of that, but man, he's still just, it's, it's just so frustrating. You had the fourth and one where again, Jacoby's literally statistically the best quarterback sneak runner, I guess you would say, is it runner, um, executor of that play, the best one, best quarterback doing that in the history, in the history of the NFL. Like, Tom Brady's number two. Like, Tom Brady's had, like, over 90 attempts. And he's, like, 80-something for 90. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is, like, 31 and probably, like, 32 or 33 of, like, 35. I think he's only, like, not gotten it twice. But it's fourth and one. I think it was close on close to your like thirty your own thirty thirty five yard line, and you're just trying to extend drive because the Chargers just scored, and I believe that's when they took the lead, like uh kind of mid third quarter, if I'm kind of p- picturing it uh, correctly, and I it's like they went to go snap the ball but the Chargers got a timeout instead I don't know if they had an extra guy on the field or what, um. But yeah, that was interesting. But they come back, and instead of just QB sneaking, you know, you, you have those giant guards that you've always had. They turn around, hand the ball off, you know, pull Batonio uh, to the right, and they just it, the play just gets blown up, and it was, it was over. And weirdly enough, the Browns' defense only gave up a, a field goal on that drive. So it was still like they were down six at that point uh, because of that. But it's just like, dude, just, what is it? Keep it simple, stupid? You know, sometimes I think he outsmarts himself. Where it's like, well, I would do this. So then if I would do this, this is how I would counter what I would do. So now I have to, now I have to call a play to counter what, the other team thinks I'm going to do instead of just doing what or calling the play that I was going to call just on principle. And I think that at times, like, that's when things get a little too cute with Kevin Stefanski trying to get guys, you know, you know, caught, you know, whether they're caught looking, even though there was a nice play, it was like a first down. Um, and it was, I think it was on the drive where, where Jacoby, the the second to last drive where he threw the interception, but they, you know, play action to Hunt because, I mean, when basically every single time they ran the ball, uh, it was like a run to the left uh, out of shotgun, but Njoku kind of, you know, came behind um, the offensive line and Jacoby had like this a quick little shovel pass that went for like 10 yards or 12 yards, and it was a really good play design, and, you know, something that, you know, if you, if you watch a lot of football, um, you know, the Chiefs do that a lot with Mahomes, and 
and uh, Kelsey. And, and it's just one of those, it, it was a smart play. Because, again, they started out, you know, hand the ball off multiple times um, on first down at that point, just kind of trying to keep, trying to get positive yards. And um, it just, just it, again, just getting too cute, man. Just getting too cute. You know, you had the reverse to the tight end last week. You know, that usually, you know I mean, I have really no issue with any tight end screens because they're actually like the most effective play in, um, in the NFL. They actually work the best. So I, I really have no objections to, to any tight end screens or anything like that. And then you, you know, you, but it's just like, man. Like, come on. And then, you know, you have... You're up 14 nothing. You're moving the ball. And then you go, I think, three and out twice. And, you know, it's that's life with a backup quarterback. Because Jacoby's looking good the first two drives. And then, you know, you you, you you tell him to throw the ball in first and ten. and Or third and short or whatever. And it's a little out to, to Donovan Peoples-Jones that he overthrows. And... I mean, it just sets the tone, you know. It's the it's life with with a backup quarterback. So when I talk about Kevin Stefanski, I, I I don't I'm not that upset at the play calling in general as a whole. But man, I mean, just that last drive, you know, you get the ball, you're behind the sticks. You 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 have Anthony Schwartz on the field, and you try to throw him a little, you know, a quick out. And obviously he's not going to catch it. You you actually end up getting a first down on that drive though because of you know Amari Cooper. But then you know I think it was like you get you you get a first down, and then the first play from that first down, um, you hand the ball off just again the run to the left with Kareem Hunt that just ha- it just hasn't worked, it hasn't worked just for this game. It really hasn't worked for a while to be honest with you. Um, and he ends up losing a yard on that play. You hurry up, line up, and Jacoby takes a deep shot to, to Donovan Peoples-Jones, who makes a great catch. And man, he was so close to getting his his you know two feet in bounds. If he catches it, you're you're at the two yard line. You you maybe kneel the ball for once, let the clock go down, spike it, and then kick a twenty yard field goal. Um, to potentially win that game, but he doesn't end up getting it. And then on on third and long, you know, clock is stopped with like twenty seconds left. So if you catch the ball inbounds, it's one of those things. And if it's short of a first down, you're uh you kind of got to run off the field goal team. But you you know you throw a little out to you know a quick out to the to the sideline, and just Jacoby overthrows it, and you're stuck. Even though you got the defensive stop at like the forty-something yard line, you only gain ten yards, and you're stuck kicking a fifty-four-yard field goal. Like what? And it and it's all really set up on a run play to with Kareem Hunt that just it it just didn't make any sense. If you're gonna run it, like why not have Nick Chubb in? And I know, and that was the same thing as last week. You know, you're you're moving the ball down the field. But because Kareem Hunt's in, you know, they kind of know, like, hey, you're going to throw it. Even though you only needed last week indoors, you, you really only needed, like, five yards. Five, seven yards. Hey, maybe have Nick Chubb and just hand the ball. You know, if you're going to do that, if you're going to throw a screen that hasn't worked all game, hand the ball off. Just hand it off. Get five yards. Nick Chubb can run out of shotgun. It's it's okay. You know, I know he's not the pass catcher Cream Hunt is. Because he, you know, had one go off his fingertips on the, the scramble play earlier in the game. But if if he's your if he's your guy, if you're if he's the guy that you're you're paying all this money to, and he's been the best running back in the league this year. Like, trust him. Trust him to go make a play. 
when it when it actually means something. But you don't. You don't. Jacoby, I, again, the, the theme of this year with Jacoby, he's making mistakes right at the end of the game. He's playing basically perfect football up until the last three minutes of the game in crunch time. And that's where he has three of his, you know, all three of his interceptions. The one today was just so bad. You're moving the ball. It's third and seven, I think, at like the 10-yard line. So you could still get the first down. There's, I think it's like three minutes, 20 seconds left. No, it had to be, no, no, no. It, it had to be less than that. So it was like two minutes, 50 seconds left or whatever. If you get a first down, I mean, it, it basically ices that game. Because I at the time I think the Chargers only had two timeouts, so you know you stop they stop the clock. Let's just say it goes to third down or whatever. They stop the clock all three times, and you know the Chargers get the ball back down one with like a you know on the other side of the two minute warning, which again doesn't even mean that it would that the Browns were gonna get a stop, but um. It, again, it's just like the, the IQ, the situational awareness. Jacoby, after, I mean, he made an incredible play. Like, pocket collapse. Nobody knows where he goes. And next thing you know, you, you just see him running. <laughs> just running for like a 25-yard run. Scramble. um, to To get the Browns in the field goal range on third and long. I mean, it was incredible. Again, third and seven at the 10-yard line. Steps up into the pocket, like, immediately. You know, felt the rush. Rolls out and then kind of throws across his, across his body. Cooper was kind of open in the back of the end zone. But, I mean, that's not a that's not a great... Um, that's, that's not a good throw. That's not a good throw to have. Not at that point. He had some running room. I don't know if he actually makes that first down. But hey, you know, run it. Get as close as you can. Force the, the, the Chargers to use a timeout, maybe. Hey, if you slide down, maybe they hit you late and you get a, a cheap first down that we've seen, you know, we saw in the first drive with, with Grant Delpit. I mean, you never know. But don't throw it away. But don't, oh my God, don't throw it across your body. Don't do that. It was a very similar situation to to last week with, um, you know, when it was like, what, fourth and three at the four-yard line last week. And, um, you know, he just he just throws the ball away. You know, if, if you're at that point, you know, maybe just, just throw it into coverage. If it gets picked, oh, they, they get it at the 20. I mean, if not, you know, hey. You, you, you never know. A defensive holding could happen. A defensive pass interference, like, like any of those things could happen. I, I just, I just don't understand it, man. I just don't understand it, especially for someone who was kind of like, oh, he's not gonna really, he's not gonna win you any games, but he's not really gonna lose you any games because he doesn't turn the ball over, and all he's done in his games in Cleveland, all three losses, he's turned the ball over when it mattered the most. The Jets game was tough because they only had like 20 seconds, but hey, you know, I, I believe on the, the replay, I mean, DPJ's open. It was just, he tried to predetermine a read because Dave, was it David Bell? No, I think that was last week. Um, he just threw it in there, like basically double, triple coverage. Like why? Just why? Just be patient. Last week, if he just checks down to Dearness Johnson, he had one guy to beat. Just to get you in the field goal range, he could have ran out of bounds, and you know, maybe you're you're you tie the game with a with a long field goal. I mean, that's again, that's why you you drafted a kicker in the fourth round to make those types of kicks, and then again, like this week, like what are you doing, man? Like what are you doing? And I get it, you know, if you're Kevin Stefanski, you because you you've had quarterback play that that hasn't been great you probably are thinking hey every play has to be like the perfect play but man like what I just I just don't understand and the, the whole like we have to be better you know it it gets 
you know, we we have to be better. Like, this one's on me. Like, those these last couple games, yeah, they've been on you. You got too cute in the red zone last week. And then this week, you know, when you needed, you needed an extra five yards to make it inside, you know, in, inside uh, 50 for your for your kicker, you know, make it easier on him. Now, yeah, he should he should he have made a 54-yarder? Yeah, he had the leg. He just pushed it right from the left hash mark. It's just, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's, it's just like some of the situational things that it's just so frustrating as a Browns fan because you're like, you see, I mean, I mean, we lose these games and you're just like wondering like how other teams can do, can, can go downfield. And make it look like clockwork against us, right? Get all the breaks, but then, man, but then we just don't get any. It's just, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And honestly, all I want, I want to laugh, I want to cry, I want to yell. I w- honestly, I, I, w- I really wish to not even care at all. At this point... It probably would have been better if the Browns never came back in 99. Sure, you would have had all the old-timers going, oh, you know, when Cleveland had a football team, blah, 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 blah. But this shit ain't worth it. 23 years of bullshit? And it's and it's all the same things, man. We think, we think it's gotten better. You know, oh, we finally have an adult in the room. 2020, a crazy year. We make the playoffs. We're excited for 2021. And it's more or less all the same. A uh, a top first round quarterback isn't what we thought he was. You know, a defense is consistently inconsistent. So then you you move on from your first round pick quarterback. And then you, you bring in this guy who's, I mean, he's a bona fide top seven, top five quarterback in the in the NFL. Um, but all the baggage and the and the hoopla around that, the headache around that. And then you have again, all hype. This team is all it, it, this team has been hyped all year. You know, it's hey, we we have Jacoby Brissett because we paid big money to guys like Denzel Ward who hasn't played particularly well this year. Miles Garrett, who hasn't, I mean, he's played well at times. Like Pittsburgh, he's played well. The Jets, eh. Carolina, he obviously played well. He, Him not playing in Atlanta, and maybe some of it, him not playing in, in Atlanta is kind of his own fault this year or this game obviously like teams are going to game plan get the ball out early against Cleveland but like some just go make a play make a deflection make something man we're paying you all this money like like it it shouldn't be that big of a an ask to, to it shouldn't be it's it shouldn't be that big of an ask go make a play man Force a turnover. Like, we were we're supposed to be relying on the defense. You know, the defense took it personal. Hey, we were a top five team this year or last year. We're, ge- we're going to be the best this year. And what have they done? Nothing. You have, the again, the communication breakdowns. You have just teams basically doing whatever they want against the Cleveland Browns and their defense. You can't fire all the players. You can't release all the players. So how do you make a change? Or what has to change? Whether you like it or not, they got to make a change at defense coordinator. Does that maybe mean the season's over? Maybe. But hey, the last time they're playing New England this week. Last year with Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, just completely carved up the Browns last year. Completely carved up the Browns last year. 
So, I, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. There's just so much, like I said, annoyance. Um, kind of, like, anger, depression. I mean, it, it just... Like, what can change? Like, like what more can change? Like, I just don't, I just don't understand it, man. I just do not, I just don't understand. And I know it's 40 minutes in, but guess what? There's one person I haven't really ranted about this year, or in, in this little rant. Not this year, but I guess this year, because this is the first Browns um, podcast I've done on the season. But hey, Andrew Barry. Let's look at this team right quick. Oh, you've only released one of your draft picks. Only one in your entire tenure. And that was last week. You released Richard LeCount to bring back Drew Forbes. Um, you know, guard. So again, you you, you get one, rid of one guy to, to bring back another guy you were you know familiar with. Even though I think Forbes was part of the Dorsey um, uh, draft class. But since 2020, like I said, LeCount last year was the only uh, was the only guy that that was released. Those mid round draft picks, the the meat and potatoes of your NFL roster, like none of these guys have has, have have really developed. Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle, especially on the defensive end, you can make the argument Grant Delpit has been a disappointment, and yeah, he. He was hurt his rookie year, so you, you kind of take that with a grain of salt. But if he had the miscommunication and, or caused the miscommunication from uh, against the Jets, well, he really hasn't helped you, right? Again, how do you have miscommunication on a, on a defense that brought back everybody? This is some of the things I was saying last year where the Browns, again, they're not disciplined. Last year, you had guys lining up incorrectly on a team that brought back the entire offense from 2020 to 2021. It's, it's the same things are repeating yourself themselves over and over again. Now it's on the defensive side of the ball. So again, Grant Elvitt, miscommunication. Jordan Elliott isn't hasn't played up to, to par. Jacob Phillips has been just god-awful. God-awful this year. It's been laughable. And he was somebody who was like, okay, you know, rookie year, you had B.J. Goodson. Hopefully Jacob Phillips could kind of develop into, you know, that your starting middle linebacker. Um, last year you bring in Anthony Walker. But Jacob Phillips get hurt, gets hurt, so you're like, yeah, you know, Phillips played, like, the last couple of games of the year. And Phillips looks pretty good as a rookie. But, like, last year, not great. And then this year, just just been awful. I think he was, like, the worst linebacker in the um, <laughs> in the league, you know, per, per the pro football uh, focus. Or one of the worst football. Or uh, one of the worst linebackers. 2021. You know, Greg Newsom has been really good, obviously. JOK has been really good. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, who you took 91 overall. Anthony Schwartz. What has he done as a wide receiver? N- literally nothing. Couple picks before, couple picks after that. The Lions got a, a dog, a, a, a literal dog in Amon Ross St. Brown. And you take Anthony Schwartz, somebody who's just a gadget guy? Like what? A gadget guy? Somebody who is just like, oh, he's really, really fast, but can't run any routes. Like, what? We haven't seen him all year. Really. I mean, but he had a good play. Was it week week one? They threw him to, again, they threw him the ball uh, during that last drive, on the, uh, the first play of the last drive. Like, what? Like, when I saw it was Anthony Walker, I was like, what? Or not Anthony Walker. Uh, Anthony Schwartz. I'm like, what the hell? Why are you throwing it to Anthony? Why is he on the field? James Hudson's been all right. You know, I think, you know, when it comes to offensive linemen, you could kind of develop him. Uh, Tommy Togiai, bust. I mean, he just, he rarely even plays. And you're so thin at defensive tackle where it's, 
you know, ridiculous, and he was a fourth-round pick. You know, Tony Fields, you know, rotational linebacker, I guess a solid special teams guy. And then, look again, LeCount, the, the only guy from the from these draft classes that has even been, you know, released. And then Felton, I mean, Felton doesn't do anything, really. He just runs side-to-side side when he is active. He can't, he's not a punt returner, and he's not that great at kick returning, so... And, I mean, he's not a punt returner because he's so bad at it. So it's just, like, that's just not his game. So you're not going to really develop him into anything. I mean, it's... <laughs> and then this year, you know, Winfrey, you had the issues with. I think he'll, he'll be all right. Uh, Martin Emerson, I think I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, you just kind of see already with him. And I mean, again, rookies this year, it is what it is. I mean, Cade York... It's tough because he's a rookie kicker, and he's gonna go up to go through his ups and downs. But you know, you could see the potential there. But it's like, man, you missed two kicks, and I think he said this game. Of course, of course, the first game that he's ever missed two kicks in a game is a game in the NFL for the Cleveland Browns. Of course. But none of these guys have 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 really developed. Jordan Elliott hasn't developed into a, 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 even a rotational defensive tackle. Togi, I can't even get on the field. Perrion Winfrey, he missed the Jets game because he was a, you know, an issue. You know, he had off the, or team issues, or he was late to practice or meetings or whatever. It's like, hey, some of it, some of these, you gotta look at your GM and go. You're bringing in these guys. Like, why are you bringing in these guys? Like, I think the only one... Okay, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm being a little too harsh. But I think Anthony Walker is a... I mean, and I know this just seems a little cliche, but like a pro's pro. Like, that guy was awesome for the Browns. And it's unfortunate he got hurt because, again, again, analytically he was playing as one, like, one of the, the best... Um, linebackers in the league. And you're seeing why th- this team misses him so much. But it's like, hey, th- that next man up mentality, how about it be the guy that you, ex- you know, you hoped and you expected a guy like Jacob Phillips to develop into? I mean, Taki Taki, he's, he's meh. He's meh. Like, John Johnson hasn't been great. A lot of talk from him. Not much output. I'm I'm getting to the point. Same thing with Miles Garrett. I'm sorry, but sure he's you know, a sack away from being the Browns all time sack leader. That's great and everything, but can you do it when it in the fourth quarter when it means something? Can you go out and make a play? Can you I don't know, not speed and, you know, keep yourself safe. Like, you know, the <laughs> the bare minimum. Like, I, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a little unfair. Maybe that's a little unfair. I am happy he's okay. But I got to be honest, the picture of his tore up, de- uh, uh, his tore up um, car, honestly, perfectly describes this team and that defense specifically high priced might might run might go really really fast but yikes 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 and i mean we're sitting here after week 5 they're 2 and 3 they could easily be 5 and 0 oh. they could easily be 1 and 4 There's still going to be only a game out of the of of uh first place. Cincinnati and Baltimore play tonight. Um you know they after New England next week, they play what at Baltimore and then at home against um at home against Cincinnati on Monday night on Halloween. Then you got to buy a week. And then you have Miami. I mean, if they, if they win two of those games, right? Or if they if they go three and one in that stretch, 
well, hey, you're now, what, sorry, quick math, five and four? Is that it? Yeah, you win, yeah, three, three out of those four, you're five and, five and four. You're five and four, and then you kind of have to, what, you have Buffalo and then Tampa after that Miami game if I remember correctly. So, I mean, after that, like, hey, you, you get Deshaun Watson back, you, maybe you go on a little stretch or you know, a little run. I don't. I mean, hey, who's to say? I don't know. Who's to say? But it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And and I'll leave you with this because I, I don't know when we'll, we'll talk again or, you know, I'll, I'll rant again. And it's sad. It's really sad. Because I think, overall, Stefanski is a pretty good head coach. I think he's a really good coach, just in general. He can obviously scheme up an offense. And maybe, maybe he's just a glorified offense coordinator. I'd like to think that's not what it is. I'd really, I truly hope that it's not. But what might end up costing him his job is his loyalty to the guys on his staff. The Joe Woods, who he worked with in Minnesota. The Mike Prefer, who he worked with in uh, Minnesota. That's your def defensive and special teams coordinator. And those two guys have cost you games this year. And not just this year, just throughout their entire tenure here in Cleveland. And I just really, really hope that that isn't the case. I, I, I really just, I, I just truly hope that isn't. But you're in year three. And you have a special teams coordinator still having some of those same mistakes. Your defensive coordinator is just, I don't, <laughs> what are you, like, what are you doing? You're backed up. You you have the Chargers backed up on their own two, on their own two-yard line, and you're playing your defensive backs close to 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, and then you're expecting <laughs> Garrett and Clowney to get there and, you know, a second and a half, and so hey, you know maybe you don't even have to put them, put your corners like right on them, but don't give them ten yards of cushion, especially if you're trying to force a, a you know a safety, whether it's it's via sack or or an offensive holding call or whatever. This team doesn't blitz, you know they're they're a very passive team. Honestly, they play defense like I play defense in men, you know. Oh, zone defense all the way up until the red zone, and then you, you lock it down. You lock it down, and then you hope to, you know, because when you play Madden, I know it's his, <laughs> you know, 50, what, three minutes into this podcast, but people tend to get bored just dinking and dunking. They're going to make, they're going to try to get aggressive, especially in the red zone, and you try to you know, bait that aggressiveness to f try to force a turnover. But this team doesn't even force turnovers. They don't really get interceptions. What they had... They had the one against Carolina. Did Flacco throw an interception? I don't think so, but he fumbled it. Um, I don't think they had an interception against... I don't think they had a turnover against Pittsburgh. Last week they had the interception against Mariota. And then this week, again, no, no turnovers forced. Which again, if this team, if this team isn't getting turnovers, they're not forcing punts. Which is again, <sighs> and I know I just keep saying it, and I, this is why I've I've stopped recording these podcasts because these are the same things I've been saying for three years under the same, you know, under the same, uh, tenure of coaches. If you're, if you're not getting turnovers, then. This team can't get off the field, which is just it. Just goes back to why I think I thought that they should have just fired Joe Woods after that first season. That third and fourteen or whatever it was with, with Chad Henney was was the last straw for me. It was the last straw. I I hope I really hope that they could get this fixed, man. I really do. I uh, but it I think what what else what else is there to change? 
What else? It's got to be the voice in the room at this point when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. That that's that's all I could think of. Even when you hit when you hit the off season, if that isn't the number one change, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because what you're gonna bring back all these guys? You can't get, you can't get rid of Denzel because he's too much of uh too big of a cap hit. You're not gonna get rid of Miles Garrett. You might get rid of John Johnson, but I mean okay, you get rid of John Johnson I guess like whatever that still leaves a hole at at safety. You're not gonna get get rid of you know, it's just <laughs> you need to invest in the linebacker room, other than Jacob or other than Anthony Walker and JOK, and you need to maybe get some guys at defensive tackle that aren't rookies number one and that aren't guys like Malik Jackson last year, who were on the other side of thirty just trying to get one more paycheck, even if it was at the minimum. Hell, they might actually have to go out and get. Call Malcolm Smith at this point, man. See what he's doing. He wasn't that terrible last year. At least, you know, he at least he had the IQ the last two years of just, you know, being at the right uh, place at the right time. Because it's... Uh, whether, you know, somebody like Jacob Phillips is... You know, and who knows? He, I mean, I, I don't even know if, if somebody like Malcolm Smith is even uh, retired or not. Or if he's on a team. I don't think he's on a team. But, like... <laughs> it's just even though he's old and slow at least somebody at least he knows where he'll be because what Jacob Phillips is doing isn't isn't doing anything I just uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know anymore man I just do not know and it's funny the, probably the tone of his podcast has went from like just anger and rage to just like just kind of disbelief and just, you know, confusion and I don't even know what, I have no idea like what other words I could describe, you know, this situation as. So, <sighs> what a joke. What a mess. This team could easily be, like I said, 5-0. and Probably should be 5-0. and But you are what your record is. They've played awful. They've played some, just had some brain dead decision makings, breakdowns, the whole shebang. And, um, yeah. They deserve to be two and three. They pro And honestly, they probably don't even deserve that. And I just, I would hate to, to sit here and go through it all next year with Deshaun Watson and go, yeah, you might win some regular season games. Because I think with Deshaun Watson, this offense could could really, really cook up but when it comes to the playoffs and in that ultimate goal to win a Super Bowl you, you got to play complimentary football and a team that hasn't shown that they can go force a turnover or just get off the field like I, I, I don't I don't I don't trust them I, I just don't trust them when they need to make go and make a big play and you know what? Part of me is is a little glad that York missed that field goal to win the game. Because if he did, hey, guess what? Those sixty, those that fifty nine minutes and fifty seconds or whatever it was, you know, forty seconds, all all those issues are wiped away. But because he missed it, there's now. You know, you you put the, the 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 microscope on the real reasons why you lost those games, or this game, and those games before, the communication breakdowns. Instead of well, our rookie kicker, you know, saved our asses again, and that goes for the head the head coach who's also the play caller. That goes for the defensive coordinator, and I mean that that goes for your special teams coach too. Like, <sighs> all right, I, th I think I'm done. I think I'm done ranting. It's been an hour as I've been sitting here watching the San Diego Padres-New York Mets game. And uh, 
yeah, I think that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at CaitlinNoCLE. That is Caitlin. K-A-T-L-I-N-N-O-C-L-E. And as always, friends, take it easy.